This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. That's right, Northern Tier League sports fans. Northern Tier League now is back. It is episode two and ready to go for another week. I'm Shane Wilbur, Joe Carrion. He will join me a little bit later on in the podcast coming up in just a little bit. But first, my gosh, so many thank yous to pass along out there for not only uh, all of our listeners, but all of our subscribers, all of our downloaders as well. I mean, you just can't put into words uh, the respect, the admiration, appreciation that we have out there for all of our listeners uh, from the debut episode uh, that we put out last week uh, from NTL Media Day. I mean, just fantastic. I mean, it doesn't matter how you listened or how you tuned in, uh, any of the platforms out there. I mean, whether or not you were downloading things on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, the Northern Tier League website, regardless, just so many thank yous out there. And uh, it was a great debut for us. And the podcast is off and running. And we are just excited to keep things going. I mean, seriously, looking at some of the numbers uh, earlier on uh, in the week, we saw that almost 200 folks out there had uh, been listening uh, just from the NTL website itself. I mean, that alone was awesome. But uh, I don't even have all the other numbers as well. Uh, from the Apple Podcast or a Google Play, but still, hey, just a big thank you going out to everybody who was downloading or just spreading the word. I mean, it was just amazing, and uh, thank you so much for keeping things going for us uh, right here uh, on the NTL Now podcast. Also, I mean, all of you social media folks out there, I know there's a lot of people out there. They love Facebook. They love Twitter. Uh, Instagram and such. Uh, we're not quite on Instagram yet. That'll probably be the next phase or Snapchat even, but who knows? But right now, I mean, we've got the Facebook page going uh, with NTL Now Podcast. Uh, we've had over 100 likes on that, and that has been awesome to see uh, already. You know, just from being in its infancy to see over 100 likes already, that's great. And, of course, uh, the Twitter page as well, that's closing in on 50 followers too. And, of course, remember, you can like us on Twitter uh, at NTL now. So make sure you are following us either way by giving us a like on our Facebook page at NTL now podcast or going on to Twitter and searching at NTL now. So there you go. A, a big wrap up for that. And uh, yes, thank you to everybody who uh, got us going last week. And uh, we're looking forward to another great episode here for episode two. Now, before we really dive into episode two, uh, I do want to kind of clarify a lot of things going on uh, for this Northern Tier League Now podcast. Uh, a lot of folks have uh, been dropping me uh, some instant messages or, you know, just kind of talking to me uh, along the streets or, you know, just, just dropping text, stuff like that. And they're asking, you know, what about uh, NTL now? Like, what is Northern Tier League now? Now, what I really want to do uh, with this podcast and you know Joe and I we've had a lot of great discussions about this but uh, when we first discussed it uh, the basis of it uh, was just to find a way to really give Northern Tier League athletes uh, a great platform and such like that 
But, you know, when we first talked about it, you know, the, the questions were, oh, well, are you going to do just another football podcast? And the answer to that is no. Uh, you know, for those of you out there who know me, okay, you know that, you know, I spend a lot of the year uh, broadcasting a lot of sports uh, on the radio. But the thing is, I don't get a chance to get out, uh, expand my coverage area and get to know a lot of the other athletes and a lot of the other sports. And that's really what uh, this podcast is going to be, uh, an opportunity to, you know, still be with a lot of the major sports, you know, that I cover on radio, but also an opportunity uh, to get out and, you know, kind of get to know some of the other athletes, some of the other coaches, you know, some of the other sports out there that may not uh, be getting a lot of recognition, you know, on the air. I mean, how many years have we seen here in the Northern Tier League where tennis players are, you know, fantastic uh, in the Northern Tier League or a cross-country runner who's setting records or even uh, a volleyball team that's just, you know, doing great things as well. Even boys and girls soccer. I mean, these are just some of the sports out there uh, in the Northern Tier League that I don't feel like are getting some just do coverage, you know, and I feel like this could be another great platform to really expand across the league. And that's what's really got me excited uh, for doing Northern Tier League now. And uh, I know Joe and I, you know, we've had many discussions about this on, uh, you know, this would be just a, a positive aspect and a positive way to uh, get more recognition and more notice out there for all of our NTL athletes. And uh, that's really what this is going to encompass. So, yes, you know, last week uh, we did a, a big focus on football because, you know, it was Northern Tier League Media Day. Uh, it was the day that, you know, we were kind of shining uh, on NTL football. Now, uh, coming up here a little bit later, uh, we are still going to uh, have some more from NTL Media Day. But I just want to give folks out there who are listening uh, kind of a heads up. Look, uh, after this week, uh, next week, uh, we're going to try and uh, dive into um, some of the other Northern Tier League sports because right now football is really the only sport that's going. Uh, next week, we've got more camps opening up, uh, not only for uh, boys and girls soccer, but uh, I believe also some volleyball camps will be starting as well with their preseason. So, yes, you know, I mean, we, we will be kind of covering around uh, the Northern Tier League. I'm actually in the process now of trying to line up some interviews uh, in next week's episode uh, for some of the boys and girls soccer coverage. And, of course, uh, along the way, we'll be looking at uh, cross country and volleyball, too. So definitely uh, going to expand on a lot of things here with Northern Tier League now. And uh, I'm really excited for uh, what this podcast can be and uh, how we can totally make another great platform uh, for our Northern Tier League athletes. So I hope you uh, keep tuning in and I hope you uh, keep spreading the word out there because this is going to be something uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Joe and I are definitely looking forward to some great things to come here in the coming weeks. But the fact of the matter is we do have uh, another episode to do here today. And uh, Joe Carrion, as I said, he's going to be along in just a little bit. So let me give you a preview exactly of what's coming up here on Northern Tier League now in episode two. So we've still got more to dive into uh, from Northern Tier League Football Media Day. OK, so we still have uh, some of that to dive into. We still got some audio there, but uh, we got a little preview action coming up here as well uh, here on Northern Tier League now today because uh, we still have some audio coming 
coming uh, from Coach Tyler Seacrest of the Canton Warriors. Also, Coach Matt Hildebrand from the Wellsboro Green Hornets. Uh, Joe and I, we're going to sit down here in just a little bit, and uh, we're going to have a little preview action coming up as uh, we'll talk about those two football teams as well. I think, uh, you know, the consensus uh, around the Northern Tier League is, you know, these are uh, the two more intriguing teams uh, as far as, you know, talent that is uh, returning, talent that's coming back, and, uh, you know, some of the big storylines will probably uh, revolve uh, around these two teams here in the early going. Plus, they're uh, the two coaches uh, whose interviews I still had and wanted to use for the podcast for this week. So they're the two teams that uh, we'll focus on a little bit. But also, uh, we'll talk a little bit of Athens Wildcat football as well. Uh, we've got a, a small snippet with uh, Athens senior tailback as well, Damian Hudson. So that'll be coming up for you as well here today uh, on the Northern Tier League podcast too. So yes, we've got uh, a lot to get into here in episode two. But as I said, folks, remember, uh, keep tuning in keep spreading the word and uh, we'll be ready to go uh, with some more of the action coming up here as more preseason camps open and uh, you know we'll uh, keep turning the page as we go but coming up here in just a short as I said Joe Carrion is going to join me and we will have uh, some more in-depth analysis coming up here as episode two of the Northern Tier League now podcast continues we'll do that coming up after this quick word from our friends at Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. And back here on NTL Now as we resume this week's podcast and glad finally to be joined, of course, by my co-host, partner in crime and sports enthusiast, Joe Carrion. Joe, welcome back, man. I'm happy to be here, buddy. This is awesome. I'm telling you, you know, and in segment one, uh, took some time to really uh, thank the listeners out there for everything that uh, they did. We had such a great response uh, through social media that it was just, you know, that good thing to do to help uh, bring people together and, uh, you know, thank them for uh, liking us. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate everyone's uh, enthusiasm with our Facebook page. I saw we have like over 100 likes right now. And how many downloads did we have last week? Over 100? It was close to almost 200, I think. Awesome. With the, uh, just just with the NTL website. And then, of course, uh, you know, we've got uh, the, the Apple podcast and the Google Play and everything. So that was definitely cool to see. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, this is it's great to see that we got people that love sports as much as we do. You can't go wrong with that. But you know what? Uh, we are kind of here to make this a sports podcast. So we should probably talk a little sports. Probably should do that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, this week obviously is the time of the year when NTL football teams are starting to get into camps. Uh, heat acclimation time is here now. And, of course, that means, you know, teams are starting to, you know, kind of get back into that uh, football it's the It's the most wonderful time of the year for me, Shane. I love the anticipation, the excitement. I uh, was driving by Canton High School the other day going home. And I saw all the kids out there for practice, and it, it was awesome. It was just exciting. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of buzz right now about football in the area. Well, speaking of football, we will uh, start right there, actually, in the Canton area because the Canton Warriors are obviously going to be uh, one of the more intriguing storylines, I feel like, uh, going in to this early season, uh, not only because of the 10-win season they had a year ago, uh, their first District 4 uh, finals appearance since 1997, but uh, just overall uh, a great group and uh, a great coaching staff and uh, looking to see if uh, they can make a repeat performance out of last year. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, From talking to a lot of people around the league, a lot of people say can is the team to beat. They've just got such a deep core defensively, offensively, I mean, Uriah Bailey is now going to be taking the majority of the snaps on offense at quarterback. And you've got Ben Knapp, who it looks like he has bulked up and gone to every camp in this offseason that he could just to get ready to, you know, take on the NTL in District 4. I mean, I don't know if there's really any defensive backs in our league right now that could stop Ben Knapp. Well, I'll tell you what, before we really dive into uh, our analysis of the Warriors, uh, let's get some first-hand knowledge and uh, input from Canton itself, as last week we had the opportunity to sit down with head coach Tyler Seekers from the Warriors, so we'll have that for you right here on the NTL Now podcast. Coach Seacrest, it's uh, an interesting year for the Warriors this year. You know, for the last couple of years, you guys have always been the hungry and the and the hunters, and now you guys are going to be the hunted this season. Uh, how does that change? You know, your mindset as a coach to try and mentally prepare this team this year. Yeah, that's that's a whole new dynamic for us. Uh, but uh, we've just been working on trying to finish it this year. You know, what I mean, we got to stay hungry. Uh, in the NTL, every game is a battle every week, and uh, you can't take anybody lightly. Uh, the biggest thing I've told my kids this year is we just need to stay humble. You know what I mean? We've worked hard to get there, but we need to be humble about who we are, where we are, and we got to be hungry every game because every week is going to be a battle. You know, obviously, you're not going to have Timmy Ward. You lost Mike Smithers. Um, no Sawyer Wooster. What kids – do we need to watch this year on this Warrior team? Who's going to pop out? Yeah, that's that's one of the great things about this year. There's there's a number of kids that are that can that could have breakout years this year. And it's all just to depend depend how things fall, who who gets in what position. Uh, we have a lot of a big freshman class coming up with about 15 kids, uh, and then uh, we have some kids coming back out that haven't played for a few years with that junior class. So um, some names that might come out. Uh, um, Mason Nelson uh, is a freshman uh, offensive lineman coming up. Um, uh, Carson Steiner should have a big year. He's back at running back. Um, there's uh, we have we're talented on the line, so we have a. It's nice to have some depth on the line. We I could name off a lot of guys there: Connor Davis, Caden Williams. Uh, we got Keegan Nelson back, Mason's brother. He's going to be a senior. Um, there's just it's nice to have that. Shane line. alluded with uh, Uriah Bailey about his safety blanket, Benjamin Knapp, the monster over on the side of the field. Yeah, I think that I probably could get the ball to him. I probably, but but no, he just he's really worked hard. Ben's worked hard in the off season to get bigger, to get stronger. Um, and if it comes down to it, uh, we're of course going to go to him when we need him. And uh, if that ball, if their timing's right, and that ball's thrown in the right spot, I don't think there's any way. You can tackle him, but there's no way to defend him catching the ball. 
as you look at this Warrior team, as you said, from top to bottom, really, you know, where it starts is up front. And the depth that you're going to have this year is, you know, something that Canton Warrior football has definitely not experienced in a long time. I mean, are you looking forward to seeing, you know, like what battles shape up down there, you know, with uh, with the gridiron guys down below? Yeah, I, I am. You know, uh, uh, competition just, just breeds – Greatness, you know what I mean. If you have somebody there to push you to get better every day, it just makes you a better player. So, it it is nice to have that depth, and uh, I think those guys are going to work hard to push each other. Definitely looking forward uh, to a great season coming up here. Now, of course, as Joe mentioned earlier, you know uh, the, the week one game. Obviously, you know this time it's under the lights. You go to Tawanda, traditionally a very tough place to play. You know, Tawanda's always amped up uh, whenever they are home under the lights at the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex. Uh, what do you have to do? What does your staff have to do over these next three weeks to make sure, you know, you keep this team focused and, uh, you know, you get those words humble and hungry uh, executing right out of the gate? Yeah, I think uh, Tawanda's a tough opponent opponent week one, but, but I like having them week one because their coaches don't have quite as much time to prepare for you. They're probably one of the best staffs in the league just to prepare their kids for a game. And uh, it's always tough to go into Tawanda to play. Uh, I'm just going to remind the kids how close the game was last year. And uh, it could go the other way this year if, we, if we're not ready. If we don't come out ready to play, uh, and, uh, it could be just as close again or it could go the opposite way. So we just got to be prepared that first week to go out there and, and start our season off the right way. And good to get some firsthand input and insight, even uh, some, some background knowledge there for the Canton Warrior football team. And again, a big thank you to Coach Seacrest for sitting down with us last week as we were there at NTL Media Day. But Joe, you know, listening to Coach Seacrest, uh, such a positive mindset there from the coach, knowing that, uh, you know, he wants his team to not only be humble off of last year's success, but also be hungry to get out and enjoy a little more uh, because they had such a good taste of it last year. Yeah, I don't sense any complacency from this team. I know that they, they had such a great and, and electrifying season last year. I think Coach Seacrest is really going to keep these boys grounded and focused on the task at hand. And, and yeah, I, I don't have any doubts that this team is going to be successful this year. It's going to be tough, you know, without Timmy Ward to – I to be in the backfield. I, uh, there were a lot of games, I think where he kind of swung the momentum, you know, just with those returns. Uh, I remember against Wellsboro, uh, I think it was Aiden Hauser ran that, that touchdown back. And then, uh, right next possession, Timmy Ward's running that one back. And I thought the, if there was a roof on that place, it would have blown off, you know, just a lot of momentum, momentum swinging, uh, plays with Timmy. So it'll be interesting to see how coach Seacrest and, you know, coach kitchen, uh, adjust without having Timmy. Well, the crazy thing is, I mean, we can always talk about uh, next man up and everything, you know, and obviously a lot of folks around the league are going to be, you know, oh, well, you know, if, if Timmy was there, Timmy, 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 you know, and Timmy Ward is, uh, you know, a, a great story, you know, just in the fact that, you know, he's, he's on his road to recovery and, you know, he'll be back and everything else. But as good and as valuable as he was offensively, your point about him swinging momentum so many different ways with defense being, you know, kind of that safety net in the back 
and then also, of course, uh, his special teams impact. You know, that's, that, that is going to be a tough thing to be able to replace. But the good news is, uh, with the Warriors right now, the numbers game is there. The athletes are there. So, I mean, there's there are pieces there to be played with. And I think that uh, the depth itself with the Warriors this year is really going to be uh, what's great about it. And, uh, you know, it's going to just be, uh, I think, a fun season for Canton, you know. But uh, obviously, you know, when you talk about the Warriors, I, I think the quarterback really is where I think it's all going to start with. I mean, this is this is Uriah Bailey's show this year. And Uriah Bailey, uh, as we actually had an opportunity to sit down with him, you know, he even admits, you know, he has to be more focused this year. You know, him and Michael Smithers last year, they played off very well with each other. Uh, They could, you know, kind of play, you know, the, uh, hey, did you see something game? Or, hey, I saw something, let me tell you this. So, I mean, it was kind of nice to have the two minds out there kind of dissecting a defense. But this year, you know, Uriah's got to be the one out there and he's got to process everything. So uh, I'm curious to see how the senior uh, reacts and uh, you know because the talent is there by far I mean the kid is just so athletically explosive it's crazy and I'm telling you if he gets on the edge of of the of the defense like if it's a foot race you better have like the best cleats possible because this kid can absolutely fly and I mean we saw that in game one last year he did the option play to the left and it was literally one cut and see you later. He was and, gone. Uh, he was, and you know the fact is now you know he's gonna he's he's improved. He's I a hate senior. to I hate to compare. I don't like to be the comparison guy, but he reminds me a lot of Wells Bros. Quinn Henry back in the day. Just that that option guy. He's got an arm. He can run it to the outside, and if he gets to the outside, he's gone. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and just to see how he's improved, you know, over these last three years, and now it's his senior season, man, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to some exciting things. I'm excited to see him lead that offense. I really am. I know he talked about, you know, like you said, Mike Smithers is not going to be there to answer his questions, but I'm excited to see him lead the offense full-time. I think there's going to be great things. And then, of course, you know, you have different sides of the ball. You know, you've got the defense yes. as well. Canton does have, you know, a couple uh, – I think they, they've got some finagling to do, just a little bit. Well, Mike but, Smithers was huge on that defense last year as well. Oh, defensive end is going to be, you know, a spot that, you know, there's going to be some competition for because, as you said, Smithers was really good at setting the edge for the Warriors last year defensively. So, you know, they do, they do have some things that uh, they've got to work around. Obviously, you know, they've got to find who's going to be that – back-end safety you know who's going to be that guy who's able to kind of uh, scan and read an offense and be able to get himself in the right play to uh, make that you know potential game swinging interception or potential touchdown saving tackle as well I mean you just never know but regardless you know there's there's adjustments to be made but that's the beauty of new seasons you know there's always new chess matches to play and everything else so yes definitely looking forward to seeing uh, how the Warriors adjust and put things together but yes I know uh, Coach Seekers and that staff, they'll definitely work hard on doing that. But as we look at uh, other football teams in the area, obviously uh, when it comes to NTL football and consistency, there ha- I'm, well, I should say there hasn't really been one uh, other than Wellsboro. I think they've really been kind of that model probably the last five years. I think that's safe to say. I think they've not had any fewer than seven wins in five or six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, since Hildebrand has taken over as head coach, they have been, like you said, a model of consistency. Uh, I'm interested to watch them this year because, well, last year, you know, uh, Coach Hildebrand, he, I'm not, he was, a, he's a great coach. Uh, 
it just uh, he had those two good quarterbacks over there too. You know, I know last year was a little bit of a struggle for them not having a solid quarterback, someone who really took charge of the position. It was it was tough playing them when you had uh, Mike Petropola behind center and and Quinn Henry. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can define their guy. You know, because Matt Hildebrand is such a brilliant offensive mind over there, and I know that he wants to run that spread offense and and sling it all over. So I I. I'm just curious to see. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. All right. Well, you know what? Speaking of Coach Hildebrand, we actually had the opportunity to sit down with him last week as well at Media Day. So let's get some thoughts from Coach Hildebrand right here on the NTL Now podcast. Coach Hildebrand here for the Wellsboro Green Hornets. And, uh, Coach, you know, you've got, uh, as you said, uh, your biggest senior class that uh, you've ever had at Wellsboro. I mean, what's that got to be like knowing, hey, you know, we've got a lot of experience coming back this year. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we do bring, um, you know, probably eight guys on both sides of the ball that had, saw significant um, some time. They weren't all necessarily starters. Um, so, but out of that 13, um, not all of those seniors have, have played very, um, a lot of football, though, to be honest. So, um, last year we mixed in a lot of, a lot of juniors um, as well. Uh, so, you know, it's exciting as a coach, though, because most of these seniors have been there for four years. They've been around the program. Um, they know our expectations. So, you know, I, I think coming in, um, we're going to have the leadership from them because we combine that with a very large uh, freshman class as well. So um, those guys are, you know, going to be left to kind of bring those freshmen along and, um, you know, kind of show them the ropes. One of the things around Wellsboro football the last five years has just been consistency. Since you've taken over as head coach, you guys have been consistent, consistent winners. Last year, all I heard was, well, the Hornets are going to be down, but you still had a winning season. How have you been able to keep that consistency within this program since you've taken over? Um, you know, I think it just, you know, there's there's expectations. Um, and, you know, you, we, we, we try to establish that they, we don't settle for average, um, you know, no matter um, what we're doing, we're always competing out there. If it's if it's practice, uh, so you know the biggest my biggest fear as a coach is complacency, um, and you know you have that success, and some of these kids, you know, it's they've seen nothing but winning, but they don't realize sometimes what it takes to get to that level. Uh, so even last year, there was times. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say it was times. M many games we would we got down um, a lot of times and got behind and had a fight and claw. And it, it kind of shows the character of these kids. I really wish they wouldn't have got down. My hairline wishes they wouldn't have gotten uh, down either at halftime. Uh, would have saved a lot of hair. But um, I think you know it just really it's a, it's a mentality that we've um, we've tried to establish within the program. Um, that, you know, no matter what anybody from the outside, what anybody else within your own community is telling you, um, you know, you're able, you know, you, you set your goals for yourself and you, you put the work in, um, you're going to get the result. And I think, you know, putting that work in has been key to us, um, our consistent weight room program. And right now we've had great, um, great numbers this summer in our weight room. Our freshmen um, have stepped right in, uh, coming up from junior high. Uh, and, you know, right into our weight program, our seniors have led them um, in our lifting groups and things like that throughout the summer. So I think that has, that has helped tremendously is our weight program and um, just being able to keep our guys healthy has been helped as well. Health, obviously, will be a big key for your squad. Uh, obviously, you know, Aiden Hauser's health is going to be huge. I mean, he's had a great offseason, it looks, kind of rehabbing, getting himself back into uh, the fold as well. Uh, how pivotal and uh, how much of the workload do you see Aiden having to carry this year for your squad? Um, obviously, he's key to our success, um, you know, and keeping him healthy. And, you know, one of the things I think 
our strength um, is going to be team speed. So besides just Aiden, we have a lot of other guys that can run with the football in their hands. So I think getting the ball to those other guys, um, you know, in Aiden, you know, if we get him less touches, but they're more productive, um, you know, we can get the same results. So, um, you know, take less hits, uh, things like that. You know, he's not doesn't want to, we don't want him to be the only guy where teams can key on. I think, you know, if we can spread the ball around, um, that's going to, you know, uh, help us out a little bit and I think you know being able to get the ball in a lot of different guys hands um, last year we didn't do a great job with that um, we had some some growing pains at quarterback and hopefully we can you know this year um, you know not not see quite as many of those and just be able to spread the ball a little bit so speaking of that uh, quarterback uh, issues you know that you were speaking of uh, from last year it seemed like you know the, nobody really wanted to step up and take that position this uh, last year. This year, do you kind of have to force the issue and say, look, you're our guy, we need you to be that guy, and this is how it's going to be, at least to start the season? Yeah, um, you know, I, I wasn't pleased last year um, from a coaching standpoint and as a former quarterback. Like, I know it wasn't fair to both those kids that we had in there um, because we just we, it was a lack of consistency. And I think, you know, like you said, we definitely have to go into the season and saying, you're our guy, um, good or bad we're sticking with you right now um, just because it was kind of a roller coaster for everybody um, and, and we, we lack consistency in that position and um, I think there was some games where you know some turnovers and things like that where um, you know some of those it hurt us a little bit just because we lack some consistency and maybe working with um, one guy throughout the week would have you know led to a different result in those games uh, so I think you know um, we come in we one of our, the, that played last year was a, he was a freshman uh, for us and I think um, you know he, he played a, a good majority last year, and I think as a sophomore this year, he's, he's done a lot of things throughout the summer, and he's going to be even more established. So I think Isaac Keen um, is a kid that we're going to you know, rely on a lot at that quarterback position. The Wellsboro Green Hornets will continue to enjoy the consistency that they've had over the years if they do what? Uh, if, they, uh, if they continue to work um, every day and um, at practice, uh, it, it's not something that we can just flip a switch and make it happen. Um, that was one of our conversations nearly every week at halftime um, when we were find ourselves that we were down and then they decided they wanted to play football. So I think it has to happen. We have to play our best football from the beginning and not think just because of what we've done in the past that people are going to come in with a mentality um, that, you know, it, they're Wellsboro. And I think, you know, as a coach, that's one of the biggest struggles is that, you know, you need to establish the sense of urgency um, each week um, and, you know, go, go after teams right from the beginning. And again, a big thank you to Coach Matt Hildebrand from Wellsboro for taking some time to sit down with us last week. But, Joe, you know, we, we heard there from Coach Hildebrand, and, boy, he really knows that uh, this could be a big year for Wellsboro. I mean, he said, what, they have almost 16, 17 seniors maybe in this, this is class? the biggest senior class he's ever had. I mean, <laughs> that's a good luxury to have, but also, you know, something that you're thinking – Wow, you know, that's kind of a lot of pressure, too, when you know you've got a lot of experience there on that roster. Yeah, and I, I know he'll, Matt, Coach Matt Hillebrand, and he'll, he'll do what he needs to do with the talent on his team. He's a good coach. He, uh, he, those kids over there respect him. And I've, I've seen him at work over there, you know, for three years when I covered him, and I, I have all the faith in the world that, that Wellsboro is going to be competitive. They're going to be tough to play, especially when you go over to their stadium. That they, I think they have one of the biggest home field advantages in our league. Wellsboro's a raucous crowd, um, but he's going to have that team ready to play. What's interesting for Wellsboro this season is they've got some holes to fill up front. 
I mean, you can't just lose a, a Hunter and a Robert Brown and, you know, kind of go back to square one and think, hey, we're okay because those two guys uh, solved a lot of problems. Now, of course, I don't think Robert stayed on the line too long last year. I think he was actually moved in the backfield fairly early uh, for the Green Hornets. But Hunter Brown, just offensively Monster. and defensively, yeah. he was you know a big catalyst of a lot of uh, Wellsboro's positive momentum. But of course, you know they've got uh, some other questions they've got to answer this year. You know. Who is going to indeed be the man who is going to be calling the signals? I know, you know, you talk with Coach Hildebrand. He's highly leaning on Isaac Keen, you know, and Keen, I believe, only a sophomore, maybe a junior. So, I mean, but he's still fairly young as far as, like, quarterback uh, ways go because, I mean, he only took half the reps last year. So, if Keen's going to be the guy, he's definitely got to come in this year with the mindset, look, this is going to be my team. And we've got to go as well as I can take us. And he's got to command those boys in the huddle too. You know that's a that's a tough. Like I said, it's a tough uh, stadium to play in over there. And I know that Coach Hildebrand runs a pretty up tempo offense, and he's going to want Isaac to know the verbiage and the calls from the from the sideline. And he, I know he demands demands a lot of his quarterbacks because he was a quarterback back in the day. So Isaac's really going to have to go in there and step up. And another issue, you know, for Wellsboro, I shouldn't say issue because, I mean, you can tell just just by looking at him that, you know, he looks healthy, he looks fully recovered, but you've got to have Aiden Hauser 100% for this entire season. He's a game changer. He really is. You know, there are very few guys in the Northern Tier League who you can hand the ball to and just know that there is that potential for six points every time they touch the ball. And Aiden Hauser is definitely one of, if not that guy, in our league this year. Yeah, I mean, we saw him do it last year against Canton, just took it to the house, and he Canton struggled to stop him through most of that game. Um, yeah, he him being healthy is going to be critical for Wellsboro's success this year as well. Now, of course, you know, when you look at Wellsboro, they've still got, you know, the likes of a, a Silas Wagaman outside. So, I mean, that's always going to be good for him. And, you know, talking with Coach Hildebrand, they're basically in the same situation that Canton is as well. Uh, both of those squads, and I think what really kind of puts them, you know, at uh, like a 1A or B, you know, as far as how everybody kind of views these teams is how well do the youngsters mature and how fast do they mature? That could really be the difference in the entire league is what teams young youngsters really mature so fast that uh, they become key contributors right away. Yeah, and I think, um, if I'm being honest, I think Wellsboro might have the edge there. They had a lot of their youngsters play last year, and you saw them really kind of start slow in a lot of games, and you heard Coach Hildebrand say, we need the kids to start faster, and I think that that's a problem they're going to resolve this year, and... Yeah, those kids have gotten a lot of playing time and experience. I think that they're going to step up well. The crazy thing about uh, Wellsboro is watching them last year, it was so different seeing, you know, like you'd see scores at halftime. And I would bet probably close to, what, 50% of their games last year, they trailed at halftime. They had some very slow and sluggish first halves that they ended up having to come back from. And, you know, talking with Coach Hildebrandt there, he knows his team can't afford to fall down this year. Now with teams, you know, coming back, it's a new season, you know, teams are going to start pouncing and they're not going to take, you know, their foot off the gas against Wellsboro. And it's going to be on them to be the leaders going into halftime and not having to chase the lead. Yeah, and I know that Coach Hildebrand really, really stresses that to his kids, you know, just – execute in the first half I know 
Oh, just watching the last couple of years, they have struggled in the first half. They, they are second-half team historically. And I know that probably has to frustrate him. And, and as he said, you know, he's lost a little bit of his hairline over it. And I, I know that that's something they're going to really address right now in camp. And I, I'm really going to be looking forward to seeing them uh, playing in the first half. I think you're going to see him play with a lot of, a lot of grit and tenacity. All right. Well, now, of course, uh, you know, it's not only uh, a Wellsboro and Canton football season. You know, we just kind of had audio from those teams to be able to kind of bring you a, a good little preview. And, you know, those are two of the uh, more intriguing teams, I fully believe, this year in the NTL. But that doesn't make them the only intriguing team this year. And, uh, Joe, you know, I sent you the outline for this episode, and I wanted you to start thinking about uh, some good storylines heading into this season, some things that might be uh, intriguing to you as this season goes. And, of course, I'll pop in with a couple as well that are on my mind. But I'm curious to know uh, what, what's a, what's a storyline or, you know, kind of intriguing thought you've got heading into this season? Well, the first one that popped up for me was at Media Day when uh, we met Coach Mike Schmidt from Kalineski Valley. I mean, historically, Kalineski has been – they've struggled the last 10 years. And it I know that's such a proud football town. And Mike Schmidt comes in with quite the pedigree. Uh, I did what his kids did. I went and Googled him when we were done with Media Day, and I looked up his accolades, and he's taken some teams that have been struggling and made them winners. He took uh, his school in Colorado to the state championship game after losing, I think it was 10 or 12 games the year before. You know, So he, he changes programs, and I'm excited to see what he does over in Kalineski. Talking with him, it sounds like we're going to see a completely different Indians team than we've ever seen before. I mean, he told everyone at Media Day, throw away all your tape. We're, we're not going to look the same. So I'm just I'm very intrigued to see what they do. Can they compete with Wellsboro? Can they make some noise against Canton? Are they going to upend in Athens? You know, I'm just I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I mean, it sounds like he's really installed a different culture, and these kids are going to have to play till the whistle in the fourth quarter. What's interesting about him and just listening to him talk is, you know, his, his confidence in his voice. When you listen to him, you fully just look and you think and you're like, wow, you know, his, his belief is great. And if that reaches through to those kids, you're right. Uh, the sky could definitely be the limit. And uh, how great would that be, though, to see uh, a Kalineski Valley team somehow just, you know, put together an exciting up-tempo offense like he wants to run. Now, will depth be an issue? I don't know. But, you know, Coach Smith, he's very confident that that team will be in shape. I think he firmly believes he could have a roster of 20, and they could go up and down the field all game long, challenge your team to gassers after the game, and they would still be the better conditioned team. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're, we're – I think right now it sounds like one of his goals is to be one of the best teams in shape in the league. But, yeah, I, I don't know if I have them winning 10 games. I think, you know, they were winless last year. I think if they win even three or four, that's a huge step from where they've been. Exactly. Now, another storyline that's kind of intriguing to me is I'm curious to see what comes of the Troy Trojans this year and I'm curious to see them week one when Bald Eagle area comes to town because watching Troy and the youth that has come through that program the last couple of years, uh, that Trojan team is a very sneaky good team. And what's great about Troy is they stay simple, they stay basic, 
and they stay within their game plan all the time. And that's what I love about Coach Smith and the Trojans. And there is a lot of good youngsters in that program right now from about, uh, what, their 10th and 11th grade classes, I think, right now are the ones where they were very, very dominant uh, through the junior high, and they've only continued to lift and get better and everything. So I'm curious to see this Troy Trojan team right out of the gate. And you know what? Uh, They're going to boast potentially – uh, a very high player of the year candidate in Jack Impt. Now, everybody says, oh, well, you know, lineman, you know, that's not a flashy sport or that's not a flashy position. Well, let me tell you what. Hunter Brown last year put lineman on the map for Wellsboro, and Jack Impt is a player who's very much not very far behind in the talent aspect uh, when it comes to him. Impt lifts his tail off. Impt puts in the work. And when you are game planning for Troy – You've got to know offensively and defensively on the side of the ball where Jack Impt is. Well, he's going to create a matchup problem for many teams, and I, I feel bad for the kid that has a lineup across from him every Friday night. Uh, I think that Troy's running game is going to be tough to stop this year because that line's going to open up so many holes. I really do. I think this is the year, and I, I can't confirm anything. If, if I'm just thinking uh, how this is going to go, I definitely think the NTL is going to get a very sizable dose of Damian Landon this year from the Trojans. Landon started to take a big amount of carries as that season went on last year for them. And, you know, that's what Troy does. They find the guys that, you know, they can count on to carry the load. And Landon took a good bulk of that going down the stretch last year. Him and Tyler Williams were splitting a lot of the carries in there. I mean, Bailey Kohick obviously got some, but Landon really became that uh, step-up freshman at the end of the year, and I would see his workload very much increasing this year. Yeah, and last year, too, I think Troy started, I can't remember correctly, maybe one and two or one and three, and then they railed off like four or five wins in a row. So they were just getting their their uh, their grip on the, on the road, if you will, but... I, I think Troy is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NTL for sure. I don't do not sleep on this Trojan team. I don't care what they said at NTL Media Day. I mean, we heard uh, Coach Imp say we're taking our huge playbook from four plays down to three. Don't sleep on these guys. They are going to be forced to be reckoned. I couldn't believe it uh, watching them uh, play Canton. You know, I figured they'd struggle with Canton's you know high flying offense. The defense shut them down, and then they were running all over Canton. That's right. All I mean, they, they know what they say. You know, it's all about up front. And Troy's going to have probably the biggest line in the league this year. Not only with Jack Impt, his younger brother Mason's going to be there. I believe uh, Caden Robb is a returning player as well. And I'm telling you, that's going to be a lot of beef up front for teams to mess with this year. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, this Troy Trojan team out of the gate. And, of course, uh, they'll have a opening game uh, with a non-league opponent in uh, Bald Eagle area coming up. Okay, so that takes us through two headlines. Joe, you got another intriguing uh, headline over there that you're thinking about moving into this season? Where will North Penn Mansfield stand? I know that Coach Dickinson said, you know, he's got a really, really young team, but they have – always been competitive I don't if I remember correctly I don't think Dickinson has ever had a full-on losing season he's only ever been 500 or better so could Dickinson have his first losing season I don't know he he still sounds confident in his team they open up against a a really tough Montoursville team which they did last year they played them tough but I uh, I'm just interested to see what North Penn Mansfield does this year it's a very uh he's also run out of Burley's 
at the quarterback position. So I'm just curious to see what he does, you know, because he had uh, Brock and Brent last year, and then I forget who the Bo was in Bo. there as well. Yep, yep. So he's run out of Burleys right now. I'm just curious to see where the Panthers go, if they still want to spread it out and sling it over, all over the field or if they're going to pound the rock. Oh, they're going to spread it out. I mean, Coach Dickinson is, uh, you know, pretty much he's, – he's numb to the fact – that uh, that even team, with his young they personnel. will run the spread. Yes, they will. They will go. I mean, they run it all through uh, all their systems. You know, whether it be junior high, whether it be JV, varsity. You know, uh, the the spread offense will definitely be uh, a staple of uh, the North Penn Mansfield Panther offense. So definitely going to look forward to that as the season goes. Now I've got another one as well. Week one, Canton goes to Tawanda. Tawanda is a team that I just I, – I always, at the beginning of the year, can never tell myself Tawanda will not somehow be in the mix or be in the thick of the league or somehow have an impact on there. And this is, I believe, Coach Dossie's fourth campaign now, fourth season since returning uh, from his uh, back injury uh, a couple of years back. But, uh, yes, for, for Coach Dossie, I've never – seen a guy who stays so true to himself as far as, you know, being able to uh, take a group of kids and mold them into one unit. I mean, that guy has been the staple of like what head coaching was, is, and will be in the Northern Tier League. And for the Black Knights, I mean, they've got a four-year starter now. This is Tanner Kunkel's fourth year starting at the quarterback position for the Black Knights. But, you know, I I sit there and say, okay, who's going to be the guy who steps up? Because, you know, you've got Tanner Kunkel, and now, you know, you've got to find weapons for him. Uh, they lost their their big 6'5 tight end from a year ago. You know, uh, talking with Coach Dossie at Media Day, you know, they've got some guys that they got to fill in. And, of course, uh, you know, Tanner Kunkel's actually going to play defense this year. So, But the Black Knights, they're just always that intriguing team in the NTL every year. Yeah, and they're always there in the mix. You know, you think that they're uh, they're going to be down, but, no, they, uh, they wreak havoc on you. And Tawanda's a tough place to play to open up for Canton. I, I mean, I don't know who I pick in that game. I really think it's a toss. I would have to agree. It's definitely going to be an interesting uh, week one matchup uh, when those two schools meet up uh, coming up here uh, in week one of the NTL season. But one more intriguing storyline for me here coming up in this NTL season is the Sarah Redskins. I think the Sarah Redskins are another one of those teams. You know, we talked about Canton and Wellsboro earlier and youngsters coming up that could have an impact. Sarah is another group where they've got some impact freshmen, I think, that are coming in this year. Uh, you've got Lucas Horton, the quarterback. Will he be the kid that steps in as a freshman and assumes the starting or assumes the starting quarterback role uh, for the Sarah Redskins? Uh, they've got uh, another kid, uh, Garrity, up there as well, who could also be an impact freshman. But, hey, you know, Sarah was a District 4 qualifying team last year. They've got some youth that they're plugging in. They're in a second year with head coach Kevin Gorman. I think the Redskins are a team that uh, if you're overlooking them on Fridays – you're going to be in for a long uh, 48 minutes of football on Friday nights. Yeah, and their defense, too, is tough. They, they hit you hard, they're fast, and they're smart. Um, they, they got guys who can cover you down the field, so don't, don't sleep on them. 
All right. So, yes, folks, uh, it's going to be an intriguing NTL football season coming up. That is for sure. And, of course, we'll be looking forward to a lot of great uh, sound bites as well as the season goes on. All right. Well, as the uh, podcast time is winding down for us here uh, for the NTL Now podcast today, again, I want to encourage all the listeners out there to make sure, hey, you are going to the NTL Now podcast Facebook page. Uh, We had over 100 likes on that in the first week. Yeah, that's awesome. We we seriously appreciate everyone's support. We want to do this for our area, and we're going to keep it going. That's right. And, of course, make sure you're getting on Twitter as well. We've got at NTL Now on Twitter, too. So definitely something to go and look at for sure. But next week, uh, taking another interesting turn into NTL sports. Of course, uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, uh, a lot of the other sports camps starting to open up next week. Uh, You'll have volleyball, uh, soccer's on the horizon as well, and uh, we'll see uh, if we can try and uh, get some sound bites as well from some of the other sports uh, too. You know, I'm going to try and work in uh, maybe some soccer next week, also some volleyball as well, because, well, episode three next week, going to be a solo adventure uh joe taking some time away you know getting in that last bit of summer vacation yeah you know i haven't had any time off since taking over the paper so i figured i'd truck the family down to georgia for a week and see some mountains and whatnot so you know it'll be fun you know where you live right i mean you're in bradford county i know but this is the what do they call the mountains up here are they the the they're, bl- they're the canton mountains the canton mountains (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go down to the uh the blue ridge mountains you know so i also got some friends down there we're gonna have some have a good time all right so yeah so joe will uh not be around next week so we'll uh have a uh, solo shane mission next week right here on the ntl now podcast but definitely looking forward to that uh joe safe travels with you and the family as you head down to georgia for a little family vacay i appreciate it i'll also be listening to the podcast while i'm in the car all right sounds like a good plan so folks thanks so much again for tuning in right here on the ntl now podcast remember like us on facebook ntl now podcast or find us on twitter too and give us a follow as well uh, at ntl now he's joe carrion i'm shane wilbur the northern tier league now podcast has completed. We'll talk to you next week and thanks for tuning in right here on NTL Now. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.